Pickaxe. Hey all, I'm Dr. Alok Kanoja, but the internet knows me as Dr. K. I spent seven years studying to become a monk and then became a psychiatrist. I want to tell you a little bit about my podcast, Healthy Gamer GG where we combine my clinical experience of practicing psychiatry and sprinkle in years of experience as a meditation teacher and sort of focus on spirituality. So on the podcast, we're going to approach very common everyday problems from each of these lenses. And what we really do well is blend science and spirituality to create the most accessible solutions for people for their everyday problems. So check us out at Healthy Gamer GG on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. Extended rest for the month of April is brought to you today by DiceEnvy.com. DiceEnvy offers a wide array of both acrylic dice and metal dice. If you go to DiceEnvy.com, you can see the multitude of different colors they come in, and you can even check out their subscription boxes starting at just $5, which is a little treat for yourself each and every month. There's a reason we talk about these guys so often, and that is because they offer a fantastic product. And if you like to collect dice, like I do, you should check out DiceEnvy.com today. Extended Rest for April is also brought to you today by D-Light Games. Did you grow up with choose-your-own-adventure books? Well, now you can get that same feeling of actually reading along with an adventure and influencing the decisions of the main character. If you click on the link in the description of this podcast or visit DelightGamesLLC.com, then you can download their medieval fantasy novels for either Apple or Android and make the decisions for your main character. It's a fantastic way to pass time or just lose yourself in an adventure. Check out DelightGamesLLC.com for more. And without further ado, let's get to Extended Rest for the month of April. Howdy, everybody out there in our live Twitch chats. Uh, welcome to Extended Rest for, uh, well, that says March. It's supposed to be April. Good start. Good start. Um, <laughs> really good start. Uh, wow. That's the only mistake, uh, hopefully. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, let's go around the table and see who is here. Uh, Jasper. Hello, this is Jasper. Uh, Group C. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. forgot you got it. Yeah. Uh, Jameson. Yellow. Uh, and Ian. Hey, I'm Ian on Group B. And Jamie. Hi, I'm Jamie. I play Taziana, the human rogue on Group B, and I'm holding back a sneeze right now, so. Let it rip. We're live. It's okay. Go for it. <laughs> or sneeze. Yeah. That's what the people pay for. They <laughs> I muted. I muted. Everything's fine. We can continue. Okay. Uh, and Bree. Hi, guys. Uh, there's also not a space between the comma and 32. What the fuck, man? I, I just... <laughs> as long as we were pointing well, them out... Well, if we're just going to pick everything home. apart, then nothing's mm. going to stay together. I don't like these font choices. <laughs> I don't... I, these colors see, are all wrong. I see four to five different font styles uh, on yeah, one what's piece the, of... Uh, what's yeah, this, this Asterian feedback thing? It's driving me nuts mm. here. I... You need, you need, uh, it's also too... the the little line under extended hey, doesn't extend. Shut the fuck up! Actually, how ironic, right? How ironic! <laughs> I'm sorry. How about that? How about? <laughs> you know what? I like your rebuttal. I think you made a lot of really good points. Yeah. Then. No, I think you win. You got this one. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh. 
Today, we are going to be doing sort of a lighter a lighter version of Extended Rest, if you haven't gotten that already from this banter. Um, we're going to be covering episode uh, Arc 2, Episode 31, uh, 32, and then the uh, first part of Curse of Strahd. And then we're going to do a, a little bit of Therian th- uh, feedback and uh, uh, talk to everybody in the audience. Yeah, guys. Hi. Hi. Uh, let's get started. Uh, if this will advance. And it's not. <laughs> That's fine. We can read it from here. Oh my goodness, guys. A plus. Why isn't it, why isn't it advancing? This has never happened before. I don't know. <laughs> I swear this has never happened to me. <laughs> I swear oh, oh, this doesn't. Reset, Here we go. So... Good lord. Quick, what? fix it from March. Fix it. No. <laughs> yeah. I, no. That stays forever. GN and G. GN and G. <laughs> <laughs> I am really the standout here. Ian kind of camouflages, and I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> can't hide. Bleh. Bleh. Yeah. So again, uh, we've obviously recorded three new sessions, and we're not going to be talking about those. So this is all just, uh, this is this is all just uh, stuff that happened uh, in April outside of Theriathon. So don't, don't worry about catching spoilers. Cause I know a few people in the discord were kind of scared about that. Uh, episode 31 meat grinder aired on April 2nd, 2018. Um, in this episode, group B tries to get a little more information on their new companion, uh, as they delve further into the deadwood. Uh, the companion we're talking about is the, uh, the young lady who has, no memory, uh, doesn't know how she got to the Deadwood, doesn't don't know where she's from, nothing like that. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, I just thought that. Yes! Oh, so, I gotta slip one pun in for every one of these that we do. <laughs> oh, I love it! That one's great. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's... Okay. Again, not talking about Theriathon so much, but let's let's back up to this episode. Uh, when you guys are, you're not putting her through the ringer, but you are questioning Rose about who she is and where she's from, and you assign her a name, basically. Um, no, she told us. Well, she, we, we asked her. You, we asked yeah, her what she wanted to be called. Yeah, but I mean, basically, you you had to come up with something to call her, so it wasn't just "Hey, you girl" like that. Yeah, that type yeah, of thing. right, yeah. right. Uh, what were your initial thoughts? Like, what did you? I, I okay. I guess speaking meta wise, did you think I was trying to pull something? Did you? Were you suspicious? Because it's an odd way to meet somebody. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was waiting for the other shoe to drop the whole yeah. time. I don't. I didn't know what it was going to be, but I, I was like, "This is this is strange." Like uh, it couldn't. It couldn't just be a girl in a woods. The last person we met in the woods turned out to be a crazy killer person so like the statistics weren't in you know they're not in our favor right now <laughs> or it, oh she could just be just this girl this poor girl you know what i mean it just it just it didn't make sense it also Things didn't add help up <laughs> yeah it also didn't help you met her after decky and like that exactly that's the right. murder i'm talking about <laughs> oh well yeah i yeah. am alleged murder like we i mean like he hasn't um, been tried yeah. Pretty confirmed. Oh no! Wait, did he confess to it? He <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, he did. But that you know, you know how well that holds up in court. <laughs> <laughs> there in court. 
Was that uh, speaking to Jameson specifically? Is that a tough thing to walk into? Because again, your your character is still relatively new to the group in terms of time taking place. You've only technically been on Group B for like what two, three days. Yeah, in 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 the game, in game. I've been oh. there for a couple of days. Yeah, so. Um, what do you mean? Like in terms of, of just like trusting Rose or, well, I guess I'm saying how, how much pull or sway do you feel like you have as Lark in the group so far? Because if you're stepping back, you've obviously been on group B for months now, but is that something you have to take in with the character? It's like, oh, well, I've only joined this, this longer standing group a day or two ago. Should I be... Uh, should I be speaking up and trying to influence what they do? Or is it just like Larg's going to do this thing because that's what Larg would do? Yeah. I mean, as far as Larg's thought process goes, a lot of it is trust. When somebody else kind of steps up and acts like they know what they're talking about, he tends to trust that. So he kind of, he'll tend to follow somebody's lead if somebody takes the lead. Mm. Um, but he kind of has his own, you know, he's not going to follow somebody into something he doesn't agree with either. So, um, you know, uh, it's really hard to not talk about. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, but, but yeah, no, he, he, he felt like he did the right thing by saving her or, or, you know, finding her at least and, 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 and all that. And, um, you know, he wasn't as suspicious as some of the others, but he wasn't as outright helpful as, as some of the others in the group. So, you know, he was just kind of following everybody else's lead as far as that goes. Um, is it easy to kind of get influenced by somebody who's pretty untrusting of new people? Like, uh, like let's say Alex playing Braylon. Probably less so. I think his nature is to, is to help somebody. So, um, you know, he would definitely probably hesitate if, if everybody was more suspicious, but, um, but he's going to generally err toward trusting somebody, I think. Right. He's a little naive, I guess. It's nice to have that energy too in our group, you know, someone who's willing to like pull in that direction. Um, cause, uh, you know, like Larg just got up and went to the screams, you know, and I think a lot of people in our group would, wouldn't necessarily do that but it's nice to like have someone like have a character who would will go up and like follow that energy you know i've always i've always kind of liked that on a group that um i'm trying to think who would the original person to do that maybe maybe like izzy is una or something like that 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 kind of person who's just like well i'm just gonna go do this thing and sometimes yeah. that that's a a horrendous thing that backfires and sometimes it's it's something nice to kind of stir the pot a little bit and just just kind of stop the uh stop the group from being able to discuss things so it just kind of it's like well now we're in this and we're doing mm -hmm. um uh rob did it a few times as malchus like he's just like well you know what malchus would just do this because he got so tired of the group endlessly hashing things out and arguing over what color a wagon should be painted or something. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's always kind of nice to, to have that, especially if it makes sense in character. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jamie, I want to ask you a question, but uh, let me get, let me get through a couple more slides first. Cause it would only make sense afterward, but. Okay. Um, so how would you categorize your trip through the Deadwood so far? Long. It's been long. <laughs> <laughs> Second 
it did. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think, I honestly didn't see it being this long. Um, but it's just kind of, I, I feel like group B has been not a stop and smell the roses group, but like, I, I feel like you guys have been harassed more on the road. If that makes sense. It's definitely been eventful. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot the road you know a lot of the times it's oh travel time okay we're gonna skip ahead a few days and you're in a new town but for us it seems as though like we keep reaching these like milestones almost of mm. oh what could this be oh look what happened over here you know uh it just it's just happenstance you know right do you feel we like get you... involved. <laughs> you do. get involved. <laughs> do you feel like you're due for one of those, um, like a beach episode type thing, or like a, uh, like maybe a, a pocket of good luck? I... Well, I, without without saying anything, mm-hmm. I thought so, <laughs> 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 but that might not be anymore <laughs> yeah i don't know that we've necessarily had bad luck i mean things have been eventful yeah, yeah. you know but it's not like we've been actually relatively pretty lucky lucky considering the circumstances we keep finding ourselves in right so yeah maybe would... that's the balance is that we keep finding ourselves in these bad situations but hey we're okay so far maybe yeah i wouldn't really i wouldn't classify it as like bad luck at all um mm-hmm. it's just uh uh, but, but, uh, less tense, I think, or maybe like something more relaxing. Like, are we due for something like that? Like, yeah, I think, I think, uh, I think we all kind of thought, well, I mean, I, I'm hoping we can get to, uh, Dern Hollow and like, see what the survivor status is. Mm. That's kind of like, um, you're so close. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and I'll say this too, like, um, Calden has really been ever since the Donher stuff. Like he's really wants to get in touch with Aralove because he's been sending messages before they even got there. You know, so he's really wants to get to a place where he can send something um, to like get in touch with her. So that's kind of like what's going on in his head. And this is this and this was before any of the weird stuff that might be going on in Brightport. You know, but like right. he wants to like get to a place where you can like send a message basically. If you didn't. Okay. If you guys didn't have the current stuff going on with the Fang and the black hand and all that, uh, or at the very least the Fang and everything that has happened with Donhurst, um, do you feel like this group would be pulled in a different direction? I feel like this, one of the things that's interesting is that, everybody in group B seems to have come prepackaged with goals. Like everybody's got something that they're already trying to do. Yep. Um, like group A started off with a job and they did that job and they did another job and they've, they've got another job and group C got together with like, Hey guys, let's have an adventure. Where do you want to go? And group yeah. B was like, we got shit to do. We got to, <laughs> you know, so it's, um, on one hand, we're the only group that's not making any money. Um, yeah. True. Yeah. Speak the facts. I've got, I've got more money in my as my Strahd character than I do as Calden. <laughs> <laughs> um, but 
but I think, it, <laughs> but I think that's also a big part of why we're, we're, we're kind of getting stopped a lot is, is uh, we're, we're encountering a lot of stuff that lines up with at least one person's goals. You know, right. the fang ties into this and then the survivors of Donhurst brings us there and then all the trying to find arms and, uh, or arms trying to find stuff to, to grow the arm back, you know, so we, we, there seems to be something out there constantly that's relevant to at least one of us. Well, uh, going back to your journey through the divide, it's been, <clears throat> it's been a bit rough and, uh, this episode did not, <laughs> I, I don't think it made things better. So, uh, you encountered a bunch of bodies kind of hanging above the road in trees and, uh, the group essentially decided that it would be the, the, the most humane thing to kind of take them down and, and maybe not give them proper burials, but, uh, kind of pay some respects, that type of thing. Uh, and then you run into some orcs who were not in the mood to negotiate and, uh, just basically attack the group. Yeah, what's up with that? I didn't think I'd <laughs> with this. Orcs, Hang on, real quick, I just want to point out, you just finished a conversation about how it wasn't really bad luck, and there's the slide <laughs> that says bodies and orcs on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I think we're not calibrated correctly now that, that we've been in Theria so long. <laughs> right, yeah. That was a good day. Bodies <laughs> and orcs, yeah. fantastic. I mean, it's been pretty good. I only lost one arm, and uh, we, only, we only had one ambush and one massacre. It was great. <laughs> that being said, I, I, because okay, one thing I'd like to do in these uh, in these extended rests is there's a lot of people who started with ARC 2. So they have no idea about a lot of the uh, 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 the, the, the smaller things and proper nouns that kind of slip through the cracks. And I'm, I would love to fill people in on stuff like, uh, like okay, what, what would uh, Calden and, and Braylon's connection to Aerolove be and, and stuff like that? There's people who probably don't even know who Aerolove is. And that's kind of crazy to me, considering how long we've we've spent with this. But uh, a lot of people oh, just just kind of picked up with Arc Two, um, <clears throat> and and in the next episode specifically, we're going to get to a thing that I, I think we should fill listeners in on that. But traditionally on the show, orc ambushes don't don't usually end too well. I do want to say you guys made out really well here. You you dispatched these orcs pretty pretty quickly. We took our lumps, but yeah, we did we did okay. Um, I thought for sure going into that that it was all a trick of the mind too. Like, oh, like there weren't orcs there. Yeah, or that they were people that the oh. woods was playing tricks on us, that kind of thing. Because like the whole time, oh god, stop me if I'm not talking about the right episode because it's been a while. Right. But like the whole time, I think it's this episode, we're doing those rolls, right? Is that right? We're oh, doing yeah. minus oh, yeah. six and minus two. Is that the is yep. this episode? Okay. Then yeah, and like Alex is like he's like, Decky, it's Decky. Like we're turning into Decky. We're going crazy. Right. And so I was like, oh maybe we are going crazy. Maybe that's happening. And like we see quote we see like quote orcs and they're just like that's what we're seeing, you know, based on what's going on. So mm. we call that the uh, Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows ending. <laughs> Good. <laughs> nice pull. Nice pull. Thank Jason. you. I no, like it's it. not. It's <laughs> <laughs> Don't reward him for that. 
Well, um, the ending of this episode, and again, we're going to try to avoid, we're going to try to avoid spoilers, but I do want to sort of back up a little bit here, uh, for those of you who did, uh, watch Theriathon and hang out with us all day. Thank you so much. At the end of episode 31, Rose essentially, it looks like she's going to retch. She's just sweaty and, 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 uh, flush and, and looks terrible, uh, after the sword fight. And then she starts to, uh, she starts to change, uh, kind of metamorphize, um, metamorphosize. Um, we talked a lot at the end of that episode about like, oh, what is she changing into and everything? And obviously at this point, most people know, but did you think in the next episode that it would lead us to where it led us? Were you expecting something different? Totally different. Mm-hmm. Totally different. I did. I had no clue that what happened was even a possibility in Theria. Oh, really? Really? If we're if if we're talking about the same nameless thing that <laughs> that I can't say, <laughs> we are really building this up too. Like, I, I, think really I, I think I, I think I know this. what you're saying. Yeah, I think I know what you're saying, Jamie. But yeah, I don't know yeah, if he. I, I don't know if Jason's talking about the same thing. But well, I think what I think what he I. I I think I, I'm in a similar boat as you, but like the whole thing, just like the way events went, right? The way yes. things sort of like, uh, y- you know, the way things sort of like fell, fell down, the way the cards fell, um, with everything. Like I could, I think I just could not have ever expected mm-hmm. that. So I, I mean, m- m- I don't want to. God, this is so hard. You know what? Why here, did you do this? <laughs> I'm, let's let's do this. I did not see. Uh, I did not see this dividing a group. Like, it seems yeah. to be dividing group B so far. Uh, we don't have to talk about who fell on what side or what the argument is even about, but it's very much a civil war type of thing. It's interesting, and that was not the session that I walked into Theriathon expecting. Uh, I, I had talked to Bree about it uh, that Saturday night. I guess it was into Sunday or whatever the hell when we got done. Um, but yeah, the, I, I, I did not expect that. And not to tease people out there, but when we get this posted, there were some extraordinary moments from you guys. I, I think everybody on all the groups did fantastic at Theriathon, but there were a lot of, there were a lot of big character moments and turns that I don't think anybody really walked into expecting, but the improv of it all was fucking amazing. Mm. I love the. I'm not trying yeah, to like. I, I, I'm not trying I to sell we this too much. To it's like a, de- a dead, a dead rose. Like I thought that's all we were gonna have. <laughs> right. But the fallout of all of that is beautiful. Real, yeah, it was really well done. Yeah. And just to be clear for anyone who's listening or whatever, like all in character, like no one is like, everyone's good. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, when Braylon got the infinity gauntlet, I was like, fuck, I I did not see that coming. That was, that makes sense to me. That was actually, I saw that was like telephone. Oh, you saw that? Yeah. You saw that one. Yeah. 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 Well, 
I mean, the clues were there the whole time. If you go back into arc one, yeah, it's like it's, it's <laughs> early, early. It's like yeah. Duncan stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Um, but yeah, that was episode. That was episode thirty-one of arc two. I, I, I'm. God, I wish we could talk about Therathon stuff, but I swear to God, next month we're gonna have a huge blowout. Uh, extended rest and and kind of get all that off of our chest um uh arc 2 episode 32 rest stop um uh aired april 8th 2018 group c venture north and start their journey toward brightport right off the bat i i i uh i saw where jane got a lot of shout outs for uh for the episode before this the group c episode before this but I thought this is the one where where she shined. Like she went, I I she went kind of above and beyond. Yeah, this this was actually great because we because she she has so much to say and she's got such a great personality and it's like oh it can be quiet but I but her opening up was it it felt like it opened up doors for even me being able to play and I don't know it just felt like a a like a a, a new fresh coat of paint right mm-hmm. truly. Really did. Um, are you guys happy to be out of Ono Call? Like just moving on to something new. I wouldn't say like happy about. Like I think Clara is. I think I made that pretty clear. Where she's like, yeah. it's fucking hot here, and I hate it. <laughs> but I mean, Ono Call was super interesting, and I almost wish we could have explored more sides of it while we were there. I think it all came down to like the group dynamic not being built for that specifically. Right. We're like, I feel like maybe a group one going to own a call. We'll see more of it than we did just because our group is more oriented towards getting tasks done. Maybe. I don't know. Right. Or like, I just don't like beyond Merrick. I don't think many people were interested in the gambling side of things so much. Right. I almost feel like they – it's a weird thing, um, but I, I almost feel like Kaluna was sort of at odds with the rest of the mentality of the group for the most part in terms of like being goal-oriented because Kaluna was very much on the fringe of that kind of like, well, I'll, I'm going to go touch a thing or explore this or kind of roll around outside, but – I I don't I don't know if they necessarily fit in with that like the the the, the group C. It's like, well, let's pick up these jobs and let's do this thing and let's if we're here, we might as well be useful. That type of that type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's I think that's probably very true. I uh, Merrick Merrick was, uh, I mean, the way I was thinking about Merrick and his whole reaction to just even being out and being an owner caller at all is, remember, he's kind of in a very intentional way, sort of hold himself up in a restaurant, like not doing anything. He lived in a tiny little attic at the top of the restaurant, probably didn't leave very much kind of just going away again, kind of disappearing. So now he's back out in the world um, because of Kaluna and now they're in on a call and he's just like, yeah, gambling. Yeah. That would be really, that would be like getting a, 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 a hit off a, crack pipe or something you know like i don't know not that i have any which is not definitely that I know anything something that. merrick should do yeah. <laughs> sounds just perfect. just but like a little bit of, of you know jazz happening somehow like no like, i totally get it yeah it's just like like dopamine uh every once in a while so he's he's kind of getting used to things again um 
So I think I really wanted to be able to explore on a call just almost like when you're playing a video game and you're like in a section and there's other things you can do in it, but you've already kind of taken care of the main task. You're like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to fucking go do the checklist and just get down all everything. I kind of feel like, well, I want to check out the gate and I want to go check out this and I want to search for this and I want to search for that. And, but you know, life has to go on and it's like, okay, well we, we did what we needed to do. It was kind of a detour and I guess we kind of need to get back to real life. And mm-hmm. it was good to have the tasks because it sort of ended up with a reason to get out of town and yeah. you know, take a message. So I don't know. It kind of co- coincided. There was also the thing of like exploring the town is fun and all, but like for Clara, it's a little bit less fun because of the drow thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where it's like, Oh, everyone's just going to think I'm going to murder someone and this bitch ain't helping. So <laughs> I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Are you the good drow or the bad drow? <laughs> there are only two drow in this city, and one of them kills people. And <laughs> Allegedly. She's, she's carrying a list with names crossed out. That's all we know. That could be anything. That could be, that could be a grocery list. We don't know. Uh, of death. Uh. <laughs> well, she was delicious. I, got you. <laughs> I cooked Crossword her up in my tiny kitchen. And it was, <laughs> it was my little hamster. Yeah, you guys oh, didn't well. go and see one show. No Cirque du Soleil. No, no <laughs> Oh, there's a great Wayne Newton analog in it. Oh, I bet there were. <laughs> I wish we had a lot more money because we could have really, really, just for a few days more. Had some real big fun, like a Vegas thing. That would have been badass. I don't know why this is. But every time every time you start talking like that, I'm thinking you're talking about drugs. And I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> you didn't do anything to make me think that. But I... I did talk about crack. A you did. You, did, like, you know what? Like, let's did. be fair. You did. <laughs> If we had more money, guys, we could have some big time fun. Just, just, (laughs) no, we could have like, I don't know. Anyway, there was basically, that was a little playground in a way. I mean, there's a lot more to it. I'm I'm absolutely certain there's really important things there in terms of, of, of Theria and the game and and the story of everything. But really for us as players, it it probably was just a playground. There was no reason for any of us to, you know, I'm going to go search underground and search for things. It was just like, well, we, you're healed and we kind of got through things and we kind of saw Poe. That was great. And got to kind of help Let's take off, you know, I guess it, it made sense, especially, you know, Clune leaving. It was sort of like a, yeah, maybe we should pack up kind of a reassessment of everything. Too. Yeah. A recalibration. I am. Um, it, this, I, I don't know if I've ever talked about this, but the, the, the way I kind of run the world <clears throat> is that there are certain puzzle pieces that fit, right? Like you guys in your current, uh, orientation, like group C or B or A or whatever. You guys aren't going to walk into a, a town and the entire town is just going to kind of splay out for you. And it's like, oh, the these are the- town is not a whore. Right. It's she not... wants you to work for it. Right. And you it... have to take her out first. <laughs> so like, okay, there are certain towns that are going to react well to, uh, like the, the, the majority of the town's going to react well to a Merrick or a Clara or, mm-hmm. you know, an Ephany or something like that. And then there are some towns you're going to walk into, like the drow thing you were talking about, where more sections are going to be a little more closed off to you because it's just right. not, you know what I mean? You'd have to work a little harder to get to it. And I think Onacall is one of those places. Yeah. Um, whereas, uh, you guys getting to Whitehedge in this episode, Whitehedge is pretty much open to you anywhere you went. Like nothing really gave you any resistance or, or pushback. 
There's also a thing of like, I think in arc one, we pretty much had enough connections slash like, um, like we, we had accumulated enough things that if you wanted to stay in a town, it was no big deal. Like if you wanted to stay in Esterholt, it's cool. You got Darmok's house. If you wanted yeah. to stay in Brightport, ask Tessia if you can stay over. But like now in arc two, we go to own a call and it's like, well, you have to pay for a hotel. It's like, What's I this want out. shit? I, there's something in my head. You know this, Jason. I don't like paying for things. Like uh-huh. I know that's a, that's an overarching thing, but like monthly payments, I'm very shy right. about. I didn't have a cell phone for years just to because it, I didn't want a monthly payment. Right. To put it in perspective, uh, kind listeners, Bree's bank account is in Maine. Yeah. <laughs> the the one branch of this one bank in Maine, three thousand some odd miles away, because. The $9 Bank of America was charging was highway robbery, and I will not pay it. <laughs> oh uh, that God. sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that, that tracks. That is exactly how mad I was, too. Like, I bitched at Jason about it for, like... Like, I was charging her. Like, we were... Ba- it's like, I, I don't know what you... I, I don't know what you want me to say. I'm, I, I can go back and talk to the nice man again, but I don't think he's going to change his mind. <laughs> I was very upset. So yeah, I still have my bank account in Maine. They have internet banking. It's fine. They it barely have internet banking. It's run by I one moose. See how much money I have, and I have a credit card, so we're fine. Sometimes. And what's that? What's that pin, Bree? What's that pin? <laughs> <laughs> Find a credit union. See, I have a um. I have a credit union. That's another reason why I didn't want to switch to Bank of America. Is I'm like, but I like these people. The lady who runs it, her name is Janet, and I know her. And she used to give me Capri Sun. Anyway, that's not what this is about. <laughs> but like, that, you can, that you is can a, get on USAA, right? Can get you on what? USAA. Uh, I don't you know. Got, I'm sure you could. Jamie, are you on USAA? Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- I thought if you had family in USAA, you could. It has to be it. like. I don't. I don't know. You might be able to, but I thought it had to be like your spouse or like following generations. I didn't. Uh, I didn't think it could be. I don't God. think it can backtrack. Mm. You guys, this is another podcast completely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is our <laughs> okay. okay. So the podcast. everyone, <laughs> listen to our financial advice. advisement podcast, and <laughs> you'll go broke. I think Jasper realized it too, and that's why he had the discussion with Poe a few episodes ago, where he was trying to give us. A place to stay where we weren't draining our funds so that we would feel yeah. more apt to stay in on a call. But mm-hmm. because that didn't quite work out, like we still had to pay for our rooms for a while and stuff. I think that that was another incentive to just get the fuck out of there. That's, That's more point. meta, but like I think that was another incentive <laughs> of like, well, we don't really have a place here. We, we're I, in a hotel. So I think I, I'm not so sure it was that meta because I feel like, you know, if, if we were really in that situation or if you really think about the, right. our characters, they probably would have even just subconsciously felt like, yeah, I'm just kind of feeling like there's nowhere else to go. You know, like, right. let's let's take right. off, like squeezed out like, of the city, city in a way. If if you weren't if you were out with your friends and you went on like a cross country trip for the summer, let's say you wouldn't just hang out in one city the whole time. So why would you do that in D and D? Yeah, it's like if you had a if yep. you had a friend to crash with, you'd probably stay there for a few weeks. But if you didn't, then you'd just keep going hotel to yeah. hotel across the country. Right. Yep. I, I also feel like it helped that you had a ride 
from Onacol oh, up north. Because I don't think you guys would want to take that trek again. No. Fuck no. Fuck no. that. No, it all that all we needed to know was this is going to be fine. They do this all the time, and it's like, oh my god, thank you. I'm I'm leaving tomorrow. Whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever train that is, I'm on it. Boy, you know, okay. So that was one of those things that um, I I contemplated. And it's like, hey, let's roll to see how the journey. Well, it's like, no, let's just go. Let's just. This is a pretty box standard journey. It's going to be fine. Thank you. Let's thank just you. go because you guys. Thank you. <laughs> it wasn't worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I just wish look- Onacall had never been seen again because that was just not cool. I just if you ever meet Lisa in real life, I want you to put your hand on her shoulder, look her in the eyes and go, Onacall wasn't worth it. We should have let her die. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fair. Okay. All right. All right. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. Well, speaking of traveling Onacall and it being worth it, you did find a statuette. Oh, that's true. Out there in the sands uh, that belonged to an unlucky traveler before you guys. But you did pick it up, and uh, Merrick was taking a look at it in this episode. That is true. Uh, Let's let's, let's do wild speculation. Uh, Because I believe it was in this episode, yeah, it was, uh, that you found out that this uh, this particular statue was uh, basically in the likeness of... um, of a being called Barrack, and uh, he grants he grants wishes, but uh, you know the, the 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 legends basically go it's like oh like twisted versions monkey paw wishes that type of thing. Um, in the course of this episode, Merrick kind of screwed around with it enough that something happened. Uh, there was a glow you can see it in Merrick's eyes and the statue at least uh, Effany saw it. Wild speculation time. What do you guys think is going to happen as a result of that? Bree? I I don't know yet. Because, like, we figured out who it was for and all of that. And, like, obviously we all know that Merrick had to roll that charisma saving throw. Like, not in-game, but, like, we know as people who play the game... But I honestly have no clue where that's going to go. Mm. I almost I almost feel like it's not possession. Because that's I... the that's the assumption everyone jumped to. And that makes me want to go, mm, maybe it's something different. Hey, Occam's Razor. I'm I'm kind of with Occam's Razor on this like it, it's a statuette. I basically like rubbed it and it said my eyes glowed green for a second. And it's a demon who grants wishes and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? It might not be possession in the sort of classic sense where it's like I'm taken over completely. But I'm like I, – I feel like Merrick is a host and there's like a, a rider along at this point. I have no reason to think it, but I, I'm just, I just suspect that something is going to pop up where either it, it takes over or – I don't know. I don't know. Ooh, maybe Mer- it's like a maybe it's like a um oh what's that horror movie about the genie that does stupid things? Um, Wishmaster. Uh, Aladdin. Wishmaster. <laughs> Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> that horror movie Aladdin. Oh right, right. Maybe it's a Wishmaster thing where you don't even know it, but like the next time you say I wish blank, it's gonna happen, but yeah. it's gonna happen in like the worst way imaginable. Like, like I'm a Manchurian candidate. Like a like a somebody's gonna say a magic word and it's gonna be click 
and that's going to turn on. But I, I, but here's the thing: the uh, dis, despite the wishes and sort of the you know crooked wishes, you know monkey paw type stuff, there wasn't anything particularly bad. It's just more like a trickstery kind of charmer kind of a. If I remember correctly, I don't remember anything being horrible. But my point being, it's not like this is a demon like. The demon takes over and just kills everybody because (laughs) bloodlust. It's more like something's going to get us in trouble, or you know, Merrick's going to do something he shouldn't have done because this demon's going to try to get somewhere. Merrick gets stuck in the sunken place. You know, you never know. I think it's a one-to-one soul swap. I think they've already traded places. Merrick is Barrick, and Barrick is Merrick. Do you really? (laughs) I, really, I, I think you're in on Barrick it. and Merrick, by the way. That's I chuckled a little bit earlier, and I was worried it picked it up. But like, <laughs> wait, Barrick wait, Barrick. wait, no, wait, I'm gonna I'm gonna probe this for a second. So you act, do you think I'm actually as as a player? Do you think I'm in on this? <sighs> I I think that you and Jason have had a conversation, and that Merrick is in the statue. Interesting. Ooh. Very interesting. Oh, and I'm going to look at it, and it's going to be like that Buffy episode with the cheerleader, and his eyes are going to move back and forth, and it's going to be a little muffled, like. Wow. <laughs> Maybe we have. Maybe we have. <laughs> so Honestly. Statue. <laughs> you know what's weird? I, 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 I believe that's the first time a player has accused another player of being <laughs> in on, on something. And I, I'm oh, no, surprised we've, we've accused that... Susan of being in on it. Well, everybody. Susan is. Like, Susan's a narc. <laughs> Don't, like... <laughs> no, but, I mean, that's... Uh, uh, in the six years we've been doing this, I'm surprised that hasn't happened way more. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. I'll go over well, that too. whole period of time where everyone just said you're fucking Izzy, and that's the reason why she. Got <laughs> so, I mean, technically, that has happened. I before. guess if you want to drop that up, oof, oof, oofy doofy. You 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 said you'll go a step further, James. I'll go a step further. I think that Barrick knows that Effany saw it, and I think Barrick in Merrick's body is going to try to offer. Ooh. Oh! oh. oh. You that's Can I? Let me ask you a question. I'm just going to leave this here as rhetorical. But do you think that uh, Jasper, Jason Permenter, Jasper, is <laughs> still playing Merrick, or do you think he's playing somebody else? Yeah, I think that I think that uh, I think that Jasper is doing an impression of. I think Jasper is playing Barrick doing an impression of Merrick at this mm-hmm. point. Ooh, oh boy. That's Who what is I... behind Jasper? Hmm? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and I think Jason is playing Jasper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a lasagna conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, I obviously can neither confirm nor deny any of that, and it's it's pretty... Unfounded. Hey, Jasper, reminded me to talk to you after we're done. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, just, just call me at the regular time. Yeah, at just call regular me. time. Same. Yeah. So I'm going to leave the room again. Uh, yes, please. Okay, cool. Like usual, when you talk to Jasper. Yes. Cool. I just assumed you guys were sexting, so. Well, we could do two things. <laughs> yeah. It's also, we're doing that right now in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's how I get through these extended rests. <laughs> uh, there's a reason I have two monitors. Um, extended sex. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I like that that's the joke that's too far. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's talk about White Hedge for, for a few seconds. Let's talk about uh, a little guy named Wilfen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so when we were talking about Jane earlier, this is kind of the thing I was talking about. Uh, we found out that, that Ethany is actually quite charismatic on paper. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, Jane has been hiding this, I feel like, from the rest Mm -hmm. of the group, but like Ebony's charisma score is way up there. Probably should have been doing the talking for the group for a while now. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, you guys essentially go to Wilfen and have him, uh, you commission him to make a new wagon for you guys and kind of, uh, it, it's almost like going to a dealership. It, it's like, I want these options on, on my new Ford F-150 or whatever. Sponsor us, Ford. Um, <laughs> Jason, uh, you know nothing about cars. Don't pretend. Um, I'm Sad a big, when you pretend. I'm a big pickup truck enthusiast. <laughs> That's what pickup truck people call themselves, right? We're just going to let that one hang right oh, there. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm a fraud. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, 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 that you, you guys uh, essentially just bought a brand new wagon and loaded it up. I got, okay, let's go back for, for a few seconds here because Bree brought up something. Um, and we, we did get asked during the AMA about the, the change from Arc 1 to Arc 2. Do you guys find that it's been tougher to travel around with the new one, the new travel distances, because everything takes a bit longer to get from place to place uh, because we're using more realistic distances. And two, you guys aren't sitting on thousands of gold or properties or just I'll just take the dragon to to Winterhaven. Why? (laughs) Like like you have to like walk. Dragalak. The, yeah, like, it, yeah. do you well, find that things the are the groups to ask, we're the ones who had to go through the fucking desert, so yes. That's true. I, I'm just <laughs> saying one one group did lose a hand. They were attacked multiple times on the road. That's true. Um, I don't know, Jasper, what do you think? Uh, things have felt slower, of course, but I think, you know, it's hard to say because we were stuck in a couple of places for a while and that sort of thing. I don't think it's that big of a deal, honestly. I It... it I think it's kind of nice to not have the the what do you call it like the trap door of I've got thousands of gold and we have a dragon around and it's like always an option. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of like it being a little bit more down to earth um, where, you know, we got to kind of get through the weather. I like rolling for weather. Honestly, I'll be honest. Like, it, it, you know, really? Yeah, I, I like the the random encounterness of it. I don't really attribute it to the new arc. I kind of attribute it to just being lower level, you know, like I don't think that level three and four characters should be have as easy a time getting around as level 15 characters. You know, if, if if it's level 15 and we're still getting smoked by razor flies, then that might be (laughs) a different conversation. The way I, the, the way I think of it is like, um, if you ever see, I don't know, read a book or see a series, again, going back to the grizzled traveler, that, like, if you, like, I, I feel like if you guys get to level 15 and the Razorfly situation comes up again, you're just like, well, it's that time of year. Everyone, you know, guard yourselves, blah, blah. You'll just know it's coming. Or if it does yeah. creep up, it's like, uh, just, just, you know, throw a blanket over your face or something like that. You just, you, it's like, 
well, yeah, whatever. But it's like, yeah, a friend of mine lost his hand back here. <clears throat> blah, blah, blah. That's Braylon, by the way. That's my Braylon voice. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was thinking uh, you were like, talking she... about, like, Tatiana. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> when she becomes grizzled enough, like, they all yeah. just get that, that, this is Katana voice. She's got my back. Was with us here. <laughs> Well, I have to... Okay, Theatrical Scott said, if you get to live with... If. Oh, yeah, I have to say if, because it's a long journey. And that's... it's a. Here's the thing, though. The show is about the journey. It's not a destination. Isn't it, isn't it really? It though? is. It's about yeah. us sharing a story together. It's actually about the friendships we've made along the way. Mm-hmm. That's that's um, the real treasure. I think it's about the magic uh, items. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Friendship yes, is you. the magic item, Jasper. No, oh. Is it really? It's the it magicest is. item. I the quit. I'm out. I'm done. It's a level 20. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and finally, uh, just before you guys, uh, you, you, you're, you're getting ready to leave Whiteheads. You have all your supplies, a brand new wagon. Um, uh, Avalan goes to buy a new shield in the most Avalan-y way ever <laughs> uh, yes. from yeah, from Valerie in town. Uh, and uh, Elrath gets to see Lucy and Shaw again. I, I guess we should really break it down to new listeners. Is anybody a new listener in the chat? Does anyone is anyone here? Have you not gone through arc one? You're completely forgiven for not sitting through all 550 hours of arc one. My God, that's a lot. That's a, a lot. lot. We we produce a lot of crap. Did you know that? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And and a good good show otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> uh Spudwick says, I'm on episode one sixty five. So you've you've probably you you probably did the uh the Lockford trials there the, of group four. Uh, essentially, the town of Lockford was completely besieged by werewolves. Town's ripped apart. Group four goes in to just assess the situation, ends up getting pinned down, and basically lives in an attic for days, something like that. Uh, and, uh, they end up saving some kids. Um, some of them make it out alive, and Lucia and Shaw were, were two of the ones that made it out alive. So Elrath kind of getting to reconnect with those kids a couple of years later was really nice, and it was kind of a cool moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't we don't get to see a lot of heartwarming stuff like that on the road. Not not that it's all, you know, grim and, and sour, but just those real like it's like, oh, that that's a, that's a story that sort of turned out turned out really well, like down the mm-hmm. line. That was nice. It was just a nice, warm, fuzzy moment. Honestly, yeah. and I think we all needed it. Yeah. yeah, I thought I thought that was nice in like three different ways, right? Because one, it was cool to see. First of all, just any shopping trip with Avalan is is fantastic and <laughs> by itself. That's just nice to listen to. God, he's the best part. Even, even if yeah. it's physically uncomfortable to listen to, it's only in the best way. Um, but it's also cool that it was him and Ephany who have no idea who any of those people are. So it gives listeners who know Arc One a chance to yeah. realize it. Mm-hmm. And then you get somebody who do, who does know who those people are, who gets a chance to realize who Valerie is and also to, re- who recognizes the kids. And you get some of the people who had the worst time in Arc One who have at least somewhat decent resolutions and you know so it's nice like across the board 
Yeah, and it's because of it's because of people like Elrath kind of stepping in and doing something about it, risking their lives. So it's exactly. really cool, and I, I yeah, hope to see more of that yeah. stuff as time goes on, reconnecting with characters that necessarily haven't been on the show in a while. Yeah, it's like I a triple payoff. Like, yeah, that was basically the best case scenario. Just like you said, is like not only did Avalan get to meet them, but then Elrath also spotted them, and I feel like yeah. we were all so happy that she spotted them. Yeah. Because I'm sure there have been times, and I, I, I remember this happening more than once, where like someone just walked by someone they knew because they didn't see them, and it was it's very an American tale. Where it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really glad that didn't happen. I would have been sad. Man, I really dislike happenstance and stuff like that. Where it's it's mm-hmm. just like it's like yeah, there's tens of thousands of people in this town. You just happen to run like it's like both of yeah. you were in Atlanta at the same time, and it's like we just happen to be in this. It's it's like the odds are pretty slim. Yeah, but um, yeah. Let's let's transition uh from this really warm uh and and comfy moment into Strahd. uh this before we get into this uh this went pretty well (laughs) i think uh yeah so far like it's it's interesting Mm -hmm. um so essentially uh uh, we started the Curse of Strahd campaign. Part one went up in our feed. All the rest of it is going to go into our Patreon, and it looks like we're going to be doing this every month when we, as as long as we can make it line up. Mm-hmm. Uh, this aired April twenty third, twenty eighteen. Uh, new group forms and starts their journey through Barovia. Will they make it out alive? <gasps> uh, probably not. What that, that, that's, <laughs> let's ask you guys right now. What do you feel about? How do you feel about your odds? I mean, good. I mean, I feel like Alex and I's odds are are doing quite well. <laughs> <laughs> Being completely honest, like we're starting at at the beginning of the boss fight, and I feel like the rest of the group just jumped towards the meaty middle, where like. You find out you've gotten him half health, and then he starts spouting off all these big spikes and stuff. Like that's where I feel like the rest of the group is. We'll see. <laughs> but let's start at the start. Essentially, uh, how we decided to uh, how we decided to tackle this was all of these characters come from Theria, and you were setting sail to Talor, and something happens. Uh, the ship is swallowed up in mist. There's a shipwreck, and you wake up. Uh, you wake up next to a lake, uh, in this completely foreign land. Your characters wake up, meet each other, and just sort of start your journey there. We we obviously did, uh, you know, character roll ups and stuff like that. We um, we ended up doing it in two different calls because there were some scheduling conflicts. I usually like to have everybody roll their characters at the same time and get a mm. sense of what you're what you're going to be playing. But essentially, you guys were all meeting each other for the first time, character wise. Um, what were your what were your impressions here of of what everyone else was playing? I was present for all of the character creation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I'm I'm right here and like I want to help and whatever. Um, so even after I made my character with the first group, I went to the second group and picked out spells and stuff. I did not expect <laughs> Desmond 
or um, Alex's character. What's his name? Remy. 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 Yeah. I did not expect Desmond or Remy to have uh, the personas that they have. <laughs> and I, I don't just so mean much. the voices. Like, every time Ian described Desmond, he was a badass. <laughs> <laughs> and then hearing that voice come out of it, it was like, oh, that's perfect. Well, it's, <laughs> fun, it, it's funny that you mentioned that, too, because when, when I was first coming up with that character, I was like, oh, I want him to be, I want him to be, like, a, like a grizzled monster hunter, you know, like maybe he was like going after Strahd or like he he was doing, but we all came in at level one and I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like he can't be like, he can't be like a, a grizzled, mon- like experienced monster, monster hunter. So I, I did the thing that like, that's real, real easy when you yeah. do like a level one character is like, oh, well he's just really young and inexperienced. And then I was like, oh, okay, well I'll just do that. And then, and that's, then that's actually, kind of- Something kind of cool. I think it came up in a character chat with you and James, but James almost did that in arc two. He wanted his character to come in as kind of a guy who knew what he was doing, essentially. And Jason, you gave him the exact same advice, which is basically you don't really want to do that because then when your character does get hit or something foolish does happen to them, which is very likely at level one, your character's going to look like kind of an asshole. <laughs> That's actually based off of, um, uh, and this is this is going to sound weird, but a lot of things that I came into D and D either learning or knowing, mm-hmm. it's based on wrestling logic, right? Um, because if you're building up, like, the let's Bludgeon say, Brothers, for instance, right? It's it's okay. So <laughs> let's say you're watching a movie for everybody who doesn't watch wrestling. So you're watching a movie, and the entire movie you are building up this badass character, this action star, this, let's say it's The Rock or something like that. And you, the entire time, like you're describing this character is like, oh shit, this is a force to be reckoned with. This is your big bad, your villain, whatever. And then the first time they get hit or attempt to do something in the game, there's a dice roll tied to that. And if your stats aren't amazing and they're not going to be at level one for the most part, mm-hmm. and something happens, it's like you're going to look like a fool in your first outing and you don't want that. It strips away all that mystique and lore. It's better to kind of hint at that and build that up over time. So by the end of this campaign, like Desmond might be this insane badass. Like, like, like who knows? But mm-hmm. I, I, I love that approach starting out. Like, um, like it's not like he doesn't have an expertise or a specialty. It's just he gets to hone that over the course of the next 10 levels or whatever. Right, right. We see him grow, basically. Right. It's like, or maybe not. <laughs> but well, we might. Yeah. <laughs> we, we see him yeah. eat it at level one. Yeah. <laughs> it might. Could be. Could be. <laughs> and we talked about, I didn't really change any of the tables. So, like, we're at the, it's whatever Wizards deems fair for some of this. I can, I can, like, file the claws down a little bit for some of this. But, like, yeah. I, I, do you guys have a healthy outlook when it comes to the death of a character? It's not, it's obviously not like Theria, right? This isn't like right. on the show where if you lost Clara or, you know, Tatiana mm-hmm. or Calden, that would be crippling. Right. Do you look at it oh, the yeah. same way for Curse of Strahd? Jason, what? you've literally seen me cry already. <laughs> I know. Yes, I have. <laughs> so, yes. Well, I, I know that when I was making my character, uh, Luna, I was making her assuming that she would die. 
so that maybe it wouldn't hurt as much if it happens. Like, I'm not going to try, obviously, but I think in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right, I know that this is going to be a hard campaign and what happens, happens. So I don't know. It definitely wouldn't affect me the same as if it were Tatiana or even when Corey died, it wouldn't affect me the same, obviously. Um, yeah. And, and, we're, and who, who knows? We can make it out of here. Good. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't want Desmond to die. <laughs> right. But, I don't think anybody wants their character to die. Yeah, but I mean, I think uh, it's the 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 setting informs the tone, right? And like mm-hmm. Barovia <laughs> is kind of a place of well, that whole you know, ever since Castle Ravenloft and was it first second edition or second edition? It's been around for a while, right? Yeah. Like, um. But yeah, the whole the whole idea of that is a, it's a a place where death touches everything, you know, mm-hmm. and that just kind of like informs the tone. And that I mean, that being said, like death is wibbly and weird in Barovia, but um, but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I don't think I I wouldn't want Desmond to die, but um, it would be uh, it would be as part of the campaign, it wouldn't be inappropriate or anything i will also say in certain circumstances death doesn't have to be the end for a character sure yeah 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 Yeah. i saw something interesting in the chat Uh, it was uh, spudwick asking uh can i ask is desmond autistic and for (laughs) for reasons that's actually a very interesting question um because that's yeah i i don't think that's what you were trying to get across no, Desmond, I don't think Desmond is autistic. I think he's just very young and very enthusiastic and he's got a family name he's trying to uh trying to live up to and that's quite a yoke. So <clears throat> Um your trek through the woods uh kind of set a tone and it's I guess starting at level 1 in in Barovia's tough. Um and there are all kinds of suggestions in the book. I, I guess I should say, for those of you who don't know, like, obviously, this is... Uh, I am not a DM who likes to run things from books, traditionally. I I know that's not how most people feel, but I feel like it kind of binds my hands a little bit. This one, I'm, I'm just trying to rewrite things on the fly or change things I don't feel are very fair or whatever. Um, I... They they give a lot of suggestions for level one characters, but they basically kind of point you in one direction. And I'm finding out what I like and don't like about that, like as we play, specifically this first session. Um, how did you guys feel? How did you guys feel about Barovia as you're walking through those first like 45 minutes, like going through the woods, checking stuff out? Like, what were your general impressions? I really wish that we had figured out what those eyes were. Mm. <laughs> like the second we got to town, it bugged me. And I was like, man, dang it. It's too late now. And it's going to bug me for uh, a while. Brie, Brie actually asked a question about him after the session. I don't know if she wants yeah. to. Um, I straight up asked Jason if it was Strahd. And I received an answer to that question. You can you can tell her it's fine. Yeah, it was Strahd. It was fucking Strahd, guys. Oh! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which yeah. I I felt like like 
because of the way the eyes of the grave reacted to it, that made sense. Mm. Was... Oh, Go sorry. Ahead. Sorry. No. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, you, sir. No. Uh, what? Well, <laughs> no, I... you, sir. <laughs> One of the things I do really like about Curse of Strahd is that he's not, like, he is, um, but Strahd himself isn't necessarily, like, the endgame villain that you only meet at the end. He's going to pop up a lot to to fuck hmm. with the players and taunt them and do all kinds of different stuff. And I really kind of like that. Because you form kind of, like, the best uh, video games that have... Uh, Antagonist, whether it be like Handsome Jack in Borderlands or like I played through Far Cry 5 and you kind of see that that preacher like throughout the game. I like that because you kind of get a sense of who that character is a bit more instead of it just being a concept. And then you meet him at the, you know, the last room in the dungeon and try to slay him and stuff. Mm. Uh, but you do eventually get out of the woods and reach a... Uh, you you reach the town of Barovia, and uh, no one really wants to talk to you or or interact with your characters all that much mm -hmm. until you meet two children, uh, Rose and Thorn. They have longer names, but I find them silly, so it's Rose and Thorn. <laughs> <laughs> when I was editing the episode, I turned to Jason. I was like, these names are stupid. Just name them Rose and Thorn. Why did you do this? <laughs> what is it like Rosalindo and like Thorn a kiss or something? Uh, something, something, something like that. Hey, yeah. this is a, this is a safe place. We can have silly names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, like I've I've probably come up with way sillier. It's just like it's like hmm, that, that well, hits the, the thing ear to wrong. me. The thing to me is, it feels like he was trying to cover up for the fact, or whoever wrote it. I don't even assume it was a man because I'm sure a lot of people made this decision, and maybe they were even in the original Ravenloft thing. But like, it feels like they're trying to like hide the fact that their names are Rose and Thorn, and it's like clearly their parents named them Rose and Thorn. Just let them be named Rose and Thorn. I don't understand. <laughs> like, why do you need to hide it? It's a stupid pun. Just let it be a stupid pun. But essentially, uh, they, they're they looking for help in town and no one's talking to them. No one wants to interact with them, just like you guys. Uh, and they, they, they tell the party that there's a monster living inside their house and that they can't get to their parents or their uh, their baby sibling. So the group, after a while, um, goes inside the house to uh to 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 check on this kid. Part of the party, um, led by Tempest, scales the side of the building and goes in the third story. And I believe it's Luna and, um, Remy. Re it was it Remy. It going was, in the front God. door? Yeah, 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 it was Remy. Okay. Um, so yeah, they, they, they go in the front door and start on the first floor. Obviously, there's, there's something in that, uh, that third story building there, the nursery. Uh, there's, there's some sort of apparition or ghost or something like that. And it looks to, it looks like it wants to cause harm. I, I guess, how do you think this is going to go? 
I guess we're gonna fuck a ghost up, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you said up. I didn't know where you were going for a second. <laughs> hey, the the you know the, the session hasn't happened yet. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate. Listen, I've never read through Strahd, so I don't know what, how that encounter is supposed to go. Oh, oh yeah. Nasty. You know what? I have like I, I've. I've read the that module. I read it when it came out like like a year ago or something. Mm. And there's a lot that I'm trying to make myself forget or just like try and not do. But I do not remember those fucking kids or their house. Like I do not remember that at all. <laughs> well, there's also going to be th- – that is from the book. But like there's going to be so stuff I that no I throw at you what, that, that – what this is. Yeah, it won't be in the book or it won't be a thing. It will just be something I'm tossing at you guys. So it – and it's mostly for the benefit of people who have read through the book and like i don't want them to be bored mm-hmm. i think lisa's the only one who who did like the first like few sessions of it or something like that i don't i don't know if she read through the whole thing oh yeah she ran some huh a little bit yeah i think she said three sessions or something but it did it went poorly like everyone died oh oh wonderful <laughs> that's good to know <laughs> Well, well that was ruthless. Three that was sessions, all right. <laughs> we we all it. know she's got it out for everyone. If you guys yeah. make it, if you guys make it to and past that point, I would just like a call out and be like, "This is where it happened." <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll make sure to make the the watermark. That was it. That's where the save game was. <laughs> Speaking of game, I w- I remember um, like when we were playing that, walking around the town, like. I was getting a little frustrated, um, not not with Jason or anything, but just like because we couldn't figure out the logic of what was going on with the thing, and it was like, why can't? Because we were, we, you know, we were trying to like get these kids somewhere, and we couldn't. We basically, I don't know if we were like hitting the video game wall or if it was like just something crazy that's happening in this weird town. But yeah, I was like, why can't we do this thing? What's going on? <laughs> okay. I'm glad you brought that up because I heard it in your voice <laughs> where it's like, usually you're, you're pretty like happy go lucky and stuff like that. That's, that, that's one time I definitely heard frustration in your voice where you're like, I, j- fine. Like just, like you just kind of <laughs> yeah. about the yeah, time like, everyone's okay, we'll just go. Fine. Right. We got it. Yeah. I believe your words were, Oh man, what were they? But it was basically, it's just like, Look, uh, th- that's what it wants us to do. Let's go. Like it, very, <laughs> yeah. like you just sounded so fed up, and it's like I don't think I've ever heard that. And I do think because some of this, obviously, there are walls. You can't right. just go anywhere in the world because they've only they've only charted out Barovia, the section of Barovia. That the, 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 there are literal mists meant to keep you from leaving this, uh, this 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 little country, this county, whatever. City. Yeah, yeah. 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 Do you – that's obviously not the way I normally run things. So is that jarring? Is that – because if, if you guys are in group B or whatever and you guys say, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just let's just go south until we hit water and start swimming. It's like, all right, cool. Like, let's go. Cause, well, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, let's go. It, but obviously, um, Barovia is not set up for that. Is that is that a jarring thing to kind of walk into? No, no I, I mean, I don't think it's jarring. I think it was like because I like, you know, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like those modules are like 
you, when you sit down, you're like, well, this is what it has. So if you don't do what this is, then we don't have a game. Basically. Right. <laughs> like that's that. And like, um, and I like I I think everyone in the group too is like I mean and everyone on the cast not just in the Strahd group but everyone on the cast is like really willing to like you know like whatever it is we'll do like let's roll with it you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and I kind of I feel like we I feel like we would take that attitude into a game where it's like this this is the stuff that's that that's prepared you know um. I think like the the frustration that I was feeling there was like I can't figure this out. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't figure this part out, and I I want to be you know like I want to be a player who's like um, if there's the thing that's like the the carrot that's dangled the narrative carrot like I want to go to that because I want to be a part of that cooperation. But um right uh but yeah it was like frustrating that I that I was it seemed like I was actively not doing that, you know? And I was like, oh, am I fucking this up? And and I can't figure this out? Like, oh, it was just, like, so frustrating for, for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, think, I... Oh, go ahead. So, sorry. Oh, well, I was just going to say, I don't think it, it, it really... I didn't really notice it when we played the first time. Well, I also recently ran a, cam- a pre-written campaign, so I was talking with Bree about... Strahd beforehand and I was like anticipating it to be a little different than the regular games we play because it is a pre-written campaign Uh Um, so it didn't really I didn't find it necessarily as jarring and maybe it's because it was so recently that I had just done a pre-written campaign (laughs) so like I, I can easily right now at least sort of like switch between modes of like Jason's Theria and Bavaria you know well, I'm also really trying my best not to have it be a thing where that illusion is shattered and you guys run into something and it's like, well, there's nothing on that page, so fuck you. Like, turn right, right, yeah. <laughs> like, right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I think you did a really good job of that in that session, you know? Like, I, I very much appreciate it. Thank you, because I, yeah. I am... Anytime I have to step outside my comfort zone, man, I am a wreck. Like, I, I just like, boy, I hope this doesn't suck ass. Like, that would, that would be lame, right? <laughs> um, so that was, uh, that was our first, uh, that, that was part one of Strahd. And as we, uh, this will either be a really long campaign or a really short campaign. And I don't know which it is yet. So we'll see, man. Can I hope I- really long. Cause I had, it, that was a lot of fun. I can't wait to do it yep. again. It was I'm gonna get to know these characters. Yeah, what were you saying, Jamie? Oh, I was gonna ask a question about Strahd. Please. Uh, if we do die, are we going to re-roll or are we going to? That's the end of Curse of Strahd. Well, I okay. If it's a total party wipe, right? Right. I mean, I guess it's up to you guys. Um, I was just curious. I'm I, I'm I'm down for whatever. Like we could just keep running into that wall until we get to the end or if you guys find that like that wasn't your cup of tea we'll do something else i'm i'm fine with whatever but like if you lose a character or two i'm completely fine with it being like and this is um this is my identical cousin like that type of thing i'm fine with it being (laughs) like that because this is i actually i was thinking about doing a thing like if a character dies or two or three or four characters whatever i was thinking about doing something kind of interesting um, that, uh, I don't know, you guys might like, but we could talk about it off the air if you want. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, 
Yeah, see, that's where that's where I really like that that that's where I think the modules are are kind of fun because they give you the blueprint and then you can do stuff yeah. like that. You know, like you can be like, oh, I've got something I want to try out. Like that'd be fun. I mean, it's, it's the whole idea of Theria kind of like started out from that a little bit, wouldn't you say? Um, a bit. Like, uh, definitely, it gave us a starting point because none of us, well, with the exception of Rob. Uh, none of us really know knew what we were doing, so it gave me it definitely gave me a starting point, and then everything from that just kind of snowballed based on character decision. Mm-hmm. You guys want to do some Therian feedback and call it a night? Yeah. Oh, sure, yeah, sure, yeah. Hit us up, chat. Um, so we got a couple of people on Discord. Uh, I asked everybody in Discord earlier, and then I'm sure we'll have a question or two in. Uh, in the chat. So anybody who has a question in chat, uh, tag me in it and I'll try to, I'll try to remember it or just keep asking until we, uh, uh, until we get to it. Oh my God, this username. Darasizias? Sure, let's go with that. Yes. <laughs> uh, Jeff asks, um, <laughs> Did Groovy talk about what they were expecting to find when they hit Brightport? I remember them talking about what reactions to the letter are going to be, uh, but uh, about the other things, uh, are they going to seek out Tessia and Aralove? Now the question wasn't, are they going to find uh, Tessia and Aralove? <laughs> Their question well, we was, we don't know you, the answer to that, right? Are you True. going to seek them out? Oh, good question. Um, well, Bree, what I mean, Clara wouldn't even know or care, probably. No. Right? That said, we do have that message that we have to deliver to the heads of yeah. the ho- houses. So, regardless of whether or not Tessia mm. knows these people, we are going to have to look for Tessia. Um, right. Who I believe, like we rolled, and we know that she's the leader, or was the leader, or is the leader, or whatever of Dragon <laughs> So, from a task point of view, it's like, oh no, well, definitely going to try to find that person. Yeah, Merrick is more concerned and worried, and hasn't even voiced that really to anybody else. Because remember, he saw their names on the list, but he never talked to anybody about it. Like he didn't say, like he didn't go <gasps> when he saw them. Um, so I kind of I kind of just played it that he just put he just filed that away. Um, so he's got a very just a personal reason to want to go make sure that everything's okay, which he doesn't think it is, but he's going to go try. So um, I, I know that Merrick is at least going to probably head straight to the house and hope that he knocks on the door and David answers. And he'll be able to say, like, hey, buddy, what's going on? Where's and then Tessia? David will be like, Tessia's dead. Maybe. Oh, and then, oh. <laughs> maybe. And then we'll all be very sad, but, but I won't gonna... be able to express it in character. And it'll <laughs> right. suck. But what's going what's gonna to be really interesting is if Merrick's like, I got this. We're going to take care of it. Um, I, I got friends here. We're going to f- figure this out knock on the door and somebody opens the door and he's like, can I help you? And it's not, or some or a woman or something, just who are you? That's going to be really fucked up. I mean, David might be dead. I'm pretty sure he's pretty old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he was like, he was going to live forever. I'm pretty sure. That's what I thought about Jeremy. And then, uh, 
was Jeremy, right? Darmok's assistant? Oh, correct. I think? Yeah, that was a really long time ago. Point is, I wrote him to be a sweetheart, and then he fucking died. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, fucking, so fucking dead. Uh, Anyway. St. Mueller, how did Barak (laughs) feel about Tessia? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well... We'll find out. Yeah, what does real Merrick feel about Tessia? <laughs> oh, well, in that case. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Jinxie, where did all the ideas for your Strahd character come from? They're also unique and fun to listen to. I, wait. Oh, where did all, okay, so you, uh, everybody who's in the Strahd campaign, where did your, where did the ideas for your characters come from? My brain. <laughs> Good. <laughs> My um, <God>. I'm <laughs> waiting for one person to just say, stole them. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, Jamie and Jason both know this. I've been really obsessed with death lately. So that's actually kind of where it started with, um, I've read Caitlin Dougherty's books. She's a mortician who does a bunch of stuff in LA. And I read both of her books in like, Oh, is that stiff? Is that the stiff one? Um, she's Undertaking LA is the name of her company. And then she has a book called um, Honoring the Good Death and something else. Oh, Smoke Gets in Your Eyes, which is about um, her time okay. she worked in the incinerator. Um, and I think that that spawned a character where I was like, well, if I'm going to make a cleric, I'm going to make a badass cleric who worships death. And then after that, it was just coming up with a character concept and I always go for backstory first and I wanted a very simple backstory because it's a very simple cam like I I didn't want to get attached and now I am but you are incapable of playing a character that you you played I handed you a character that was literally randomized and you instantly <laughs> got attached to it yeah. at their uh dragon con yeah I did I love him and um I still have his uh character art that I drew because uh, Jasper was drawing his character, so I was like, I'm going to draw my character too. And we showed each other our drawings, and it was very sweet and wholesome. Oh, they were <laughs> very good. Yeah, they were very, very good. Um, but yeah, that's since I had a very simplified backstory, that kind of just led to Tempest being cool. I like him. <clears throat> and I don't want him to die. He's my precious baby boy. <laughs> we'll see. Uh... <laughs> Uh, speaking of Curse of Strahd, how does the uh, theatrical Scott ask, how does the... England didn't get to answer. Oh, God! You... Oh, I kind of did already. I yeah. talked a little bit about... Yeah, like, I, I, I kind of wanted, like, a, a, a sort of a young kind of Van Helsing, <laughs> steampunky kind of thing, and I thought he was going to be old, like a, a grizzled sort of experienced guy, and but that didn't really mesh with what we had, so then I just kind of played around with it and made him young and inexperienced and that's kind of how how he came about well okay i need to ask a question and this is this is very very important <clears throat> so when when he reaches the end of his journey and we're we're we get to the uh, slightly more grizzled version of this uh, of this character are mm-hmm. we going for traditional van helsing or hugh jackman van helsing <laughs> I think traditional Van Helsing. Though I do, there is a special place in my heart for Hugh Jackman Van Helsing. I like, yeah, I was going to say, I like that stupid movie. <laughs> <laughs> we need to watch that again. I, I, yeah, I, I haven't seen it since theaters, and I don't remember it being good. 
It's not. <laughs> no, I've watched it plenty of times. It's bad, but I love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's yeah. like very goofy, right? Yeah, it's yeah. pretty. Yeah, I think Super he has a Gatling gun that shoots stakes. Like it's pretty. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. was thinking like Anthony Hopkins, Van Helsing. Um, but uh, okay, yeah, but like All I right. said, like. Uh, that's way down the road. And when that fine, when that, if that happens and when that happens, then we'll be swapping, uh, me out for Jameson. He will be playing Desmond. So no, that's, so that's the thing. <laughs> I want him to Desmond keep that Dawn voice Star. forever. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I want him to be Milhouse's dad forever. And he's just <laughs> like, I, like he's just like, he just, he just says and does badass things. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he has to become the quiet stoic one because every time he opens his fucking mouth, everyone starts laughing. <laughs> no one pays it. Yeah. That, that's, that's really interesting. You say that. Cause he has a low, low charisma score. And I was thinking like, that's to how to explain it. Like people just write him off that, He's young and inexperienced, so they're like, oh, whatever. Like, it's not that he's bad at talking. It's just, like, people just kind of like, okay, kid, get out of here. What's with that? <laughs> you know what he'll, he'll be like? He'll be like that fighter from uh, the new Thor movie. You know, the one who's, like, cord? he's got that, yeah, he has that yeah. super high voice, and he's just a cool guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> super intimidating, but then he opens his mouth, and you're like, oh, adorable. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Um, theatrical Scott asks, how does the Curse of Strahd campaign fit into Therian canon since the characters all come from Theria? I'm hoping we get a chance to explore that as time goes on. Because it's cut right now, it's about the mystery of like, how the fuck do we end up here? Because I will say, you will not find Barovia on the Therian map. Uh, I will say that right now when we eventually do... Uh, the the brand new map and show the world. Okay, off. I got. Okay, okay. We're all in comas. That's what's happening. Uh, one day, seriously when... erasing. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> file. It's it, it's fun. You have kids, dude. Like that's that's. <laughs> I have kids. I have kids. That's the rest of There you go, everyone. Uh, Spudwick asks, I partly remember during the whole ritual event, something about Calton sensing something undead or evil, I can't remember, in the far distance. Have they been asked what the cast thinks that might be? I think it was undead, right? It was definitely undead. undead. It was definitely undead. I got the sense that it was just pinging uh undead like uh professor x sort of like pings the x-men the various people out there yeah exactly right. like that's kind of the idea that i got and i could be wrong but that's what i was thinking when when you described it mm. i have a thought but it's influenced by episodes of theriathon so i'm not gonna <laughs> oh not gonna specify. thank you right i'm glad everyone chat. gets it put it in the chat no i don't get it you'll have to, oh. you'll have to fill there we go it. it's in the chat it's just one word, so it doesn't give anything away. But I'm not even going to say it in this because I don't want to hint about what could be in the episode. So. Oh, that's interesting. I do want to hear more about that. That's just a, a theory. Hmm. I think it's just straight up like a Vecna Spidey sense. That uh, that could be. Uh, yeah, like some residual thing. Yeah, I think as long as you've got that bell, I bet you if you used it again, it would it would get stronger. Not that I think we should use it again. I'm not saying that. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> just, play, just playing it as we walk down the road. Like, yeah. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Demons I... come to the ground. 
Okay, we're going to get into mild spoiler territory. So get ready. We're going to talk about one thing that happened mm-hmm. at Theriathon. So everyone just gather around. If you don't want to hear about this, sign off now, and we will see you next week with a brand new episode. Thank you. <sighs> um, uh, if you're still here, hi. If you're still here, hi. <laughs> hi Welcome. Jinxie asks, I would like to know the cast's take on Group B's new werewolf friend. Uh, we know what side of the char- we know what side the characters are on, but what do the players think? Do they agree with their character? The non uh, the non Group B members can play along too. So here's how we're going to answer this question. <gasps> Essentially, obviously, uh, at the end of that episode, that we knew that Rose was turning into something. Uh, at Therathon, it was revealed to be a very large and scary werewolf. Now, um, albeit with a s- slightly different look. Uh, that did not turn into the fight we all thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly. Some, interestingly, there was some quick thinking on the group. But the real fight ended up being what course uh, the characters decided to to be on. Uh, how, how Rose should be treated after that. Um... I guess. Uh, th- so, without getting into what your characters think so much, what what do the players feel? Like, how do you feel that Rose should be treated? Um, is she more a menace who can't control herself? Or just someone plagued by sad happenstance? I think she needs a good suplexing again, because that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that every session now. <laughs> <laughs> no i think um well i think i think i think i made calden's intentions pretty clear about how Mm -hmm. how he how he feels about it um uh player wise though well i think it's a little complicated and i think it kind of goes i think it goes hand in hand with sort of that social contract that we all sign up for when we, when we sit down and play you know because in game calden knows that this is pretty important to callie you know um and that's that 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 means something that that carries weight that that mm-hmm. holds water and out of game like i know that that that's important to karen you know so there's uh, there's no I wouldn't want to take that away from another player. You know what I mean? Right. Um, regardless of, of having a justification of it, uh, of like, Oh, that that's what my character would do. Or that's what my character thinks. Like, I know that's important to someone in an important development to them, like important part of the spotlight that's on them. So I, I, I wouldn't want to like take that away from anyone. Hmm. Uh, Jamie, what about you? Well, I know I won't give anything away, but I know that uh, uh, Tatiana was pretty middle of the road, and and we just could not choose a side. Yeah, um, it was throughout it... Theriathon. <laughs> but Jamie feels so bad for Rose. I feel so bad um, as a play. Like Jamie as a person feels really bad. Jamie as a player feels like there's still more to the story that we need to figure out. Um, but yeah, like just this, this girl who has 
a disease that she can't control and has no clue how she got where she is. And it's just, it's really sad. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I hope that Jamie hopes that the group takes Rose or Tamara uh, with them, that we could find some solution. I have no clue how that is going to happen. Right. But I'm hopeful that we can figure something out. (laughs) Because yeah, it would maybe... be, it would be a plus, a plus role play time if if we are able to figure out some sort of compromise. I feel like Aubrey's going to turn into Monster Town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you, Jameson? Uh, I mean. I, I will. For one thing, I really can't wait to to get back to our next session and deal with it because I feel like Larg has kind of made up his mind about it, and I can't. I, I really want to do you know do it. Um, but oh, that that has some connotations to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I mean, he, I think that as a player, I just I really like that it doesn't seem like there's a perfect answer. Like everybody's kind right. of made their case and everybody comes out in very different places on the spectrum of what to do. And even a compromise, I think at this point would mean that somebody's going to be upset in, in character. But I think that out of character and I don't, I, you know, I'm still the new guy. I don't know, everybody, you know, but I, I feel like oh, everybody now, <laughs> but I'm just like, I feel like I know everybody well enough at least to know that no player is going to take it personally, whatever happens in character, um, which is always a good feeling, right? To, yeah. to know that you guys can take swings and no one's going to walk away with like that fucking E and he knew I wanted this. Thing. Like no one's going to walk away feeling like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, even if something happens and, and even half the group is upset, I, I, would hope, and I don't really, I don't believe that the players would be upset. I think it would just be uh, another, another fold in the character development, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really excited did... to go back to it though. You guys I... did awesome too. I was blunt, like I was blown away. Jamie, you're, the way you handled that was amazing, and definitely Jameson, yeah. like Jameson, the like the the questions that you were coming out from the place that you were coming of, like, uh, you know, the the god of civilization and like being concerned about like that like just blown me away i was gobsmacked absolutely gobsmacked that that whole session that was such a fun game and i, yeah. it I was. can't wait to, it was I can't wait to play again i can it was wait. tense but it was it was definitely fun i i told uh while we were taking a victory lap basically i told Bree that i'm 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 normally I'm normally excited to sit down with everybody, but I was just so overjoyed with everything that happened at Theriathon, and every group uh, had such such a wonderful session that it left everybody in a place where it's like I can't wait. Like I don't care who I sit down with next, I mm-hmm. I can't wait to pick up the story and see what happens with everybody. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. And I don't know if it was the live setting or pressure or whatever, but everyone just seemed to bring their their triple A game, man. And oh my god, yeah! It's spoiler, 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 spoilers. Merrick's uh, sun attack was so choice too. Like <laughs> that was so choice. <laughs> oh, good, good lord, so good. Did you see the artwork? 
I did. It's amazing. It it, so edif- it edifies it so good. <laughs> um, Bree Jasper, you were there. What do you? What are your? What are your thoughts on on Werewolf Gate? uh brie you go for it first um i was in the chat when all this was going down like hardcore like i was glued to the chat for the entirety of the time i wasn't there right and obviously we couldn't see it because we were playing right and i don't know i i haven't gone back through to watch theriathon to get all the chat stuff yet but i'm imagining (laughs) that the chat had opinions (laughs) Lots of them, surprisingly enough. Um, but no, what was really cool is it. I feel like even the chat was split like 50-50 pretty much the entire time to the point where even when the reveal and like the story behind it was given out, an equal number of people kind of switched sides too. Where like some of them were convinced that like, oh, poor Rose. And then some of them were like, oh, no, this is really bad. Like... I was one of the people who switched. Like, at first, it was very much like, hey, don't kill her. Like, she's a human right now. Don't slit her throat. Like, hear her out. Maybe you guys can come up with something. But once I heard that she wanted to go into town, like, she wanted (laughs) to go back to a town where there were people, I kind of changed my opinion because my whole thought process was she doesn't realize how bad this is. Like, she doesn't realize how dangerous she is, whereas I feel like Merrick... Because this was something that came up in the chat is like, well, what if it were Merrick? It's like, yeah, but Merrick has a very strong idea of what he can do. He has a very clear idea of the danger he presents to the people around him. So he does everything he can to circumvent that. Whereas uh, Tamara was just kind of downplaying everything. Like she just kept saying, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine because I said it's going to be fine. And it's that made me feel like she wasn't um, really cognizant of how dangerous she actually is, even though she should be. Um, at the same time, a lot of people um, who were all for killing her right before the story was brought out changed sides with me where like they turned to the other side. They were like, well, don't kill her. She wants to work on it. So it's kind of interesting how both those things happened um, and how the chat stayed 50-50 since it's such a gray, ambiguous thing. Like everyone kind of has a good point. Hmm. No, all werewolves must die. NPCs, PCs, especially PCs. <laughs> yeah, that was for real though. That was something that was brought up in the chat a lot. Was like, but Merrick's a werewolf, and it's like, yeah, that's true. Yep. And that was one of my arguments when I was on Rose's side, and then I switched sides. Mm. Um, but I thought that was super cool that it's such a moral quandary that like. Even as people were switching sides, they were switching sides pretty much symmetrically. <laughs> where, like, if two people changed their mind, two people went to the other side. So there was always 50 50 in the chat. Uh, I thought that was cool. Anyway. I, I do too. Um, how are you feeling about it, Jasper? Well, here's the here's the news for me is that because of Theriathon and playing first and then having stuff to do with the twins, I actually haven't heard everything that happened. So I, I'm actually excited to be able to tr- like truly hear it whenever it actually comes out as a, as a as one of the episodes. So I'm kind of in the dark. The only thing I know is that somebody was saying, "Uh oh, Merrick's got a girlfriend," and I'm like, "Okay, <laughs> so maybe you know, maybe this is how it works out." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That would Here's be Maris's super cool. Happy ending. <laughs> yeah, that would be so, really funny. 
so I, I hate that I wasn't able to hear everything, but I'm excited to, to, to actually hear it when it comes out properly. Well, I think uh, we got one more uh, from St. Euler, and I think that's it for us. Uh, to Ian, Desmond is brilliant. You described him as kind of steampunky. Can you elaborate on that a bit? Uh, yeah, pockets everywhere, brass filigree everywhere, goggles. Uh, he's got, uh, we only saw a little bit uh, about it, but he's got these <laughs> contraptions on his arm that are full of gears and, um, and stuff like that. Uh, steampunk aesthetic, I think. I don't think there's any actual steam involved, but, um, but he's got, uh, yeah. When, when you, you, you might be tempted to describe him as a steampunk nerd and you would be right. That would be, that would be accurate. That would be correct. (laughs) Is is he kind of a cosplayer in Barovia? Like he basically just showed up as a cosplayer. Yeah. 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 It's all like non, non non-functional armor. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the the pockets don't open. (laughs) The the buttons are glued on. Useless. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the that that's one of the things that kind of makes it tough because it's like, oh, these characters come from Theria. So the next that like I did get a couple of people, it's like, so steampunk exists in Theria. It's like, no. no. Just yeah, like, I did, yeah, I didn't mean to. It, it's not world breaking. I and I, no. I, I think steampunk was just the adjective to evoke like an image yeah. of. It's the aesthetic, something. like you said. Yeah. It's exactly right. What, you right. know, you should know exactly what that that maybe mutton chop. Uh, Oh my god! Yeah. Except he's really young, so he's trying to grow it in. It's exactly. patchy and bad. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> patchy mutton chop would be a great band name. Just throwing that out there. Wait, patchy mutton chop's my new my next character when Mary dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, uh, guys! That's it. That that takes us through the entire show. Um. Thank you for everyone, uh, everyone who showed up tonight in the chat. Thank you guys for being on the panel. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yay. Uh, and next month, every episode that appears in our feed is going to be one that was recorded live at Theriathon. Can't wait for you guys to hear that. Uh, those of you who haven't heard it yet, obviously we had a very hard time tonight not talking about stuff because I think we're all, we're all kind of still riding that high. Yay. I'm still high. I I am. I'm on crack. On. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh I my god! Help. I need help. <laughs> <laughs> Why oh won't anyone god. listen to me? Yeah, right. I keep making the jokes, and they're just like, "Oh, Jasper, I'm like, I really need help." <laughs> Someone smoking crack. <laughs> I have children. <laughs> I'm ruining my marriage. Right, bye. Good night, everybody. <laughs> Jasper's hilarious. Why are you still laughing? <laughs> <laughs> At least they like me. I think kind of. So anyway, uh, th- th- <laughs> thank you guys, and we'll see you next month with a brand new extended rest. Uh, bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye, bye everyone. Thanks everybody. for coming out. We really hope you guys enjoyed Extended Rest for the month of April. As you know, we did Theriathon on the 21st of April. It was fantastic. All of that stuff will be going up in our feed over the course of this next month in May. Uh, We're editing everything down right now. 
We're also brought to you by Patreon, obviously. That is how we keep the lights on. That is how we keep bringing new content to you guys. And thank you so much for your support. We're actually almost at a milestone where we're going to be producing uh, multiple versions of city art. Uh, you guys are going to get to vote on it on our Patreon and decide what city we're going to start with. We've never been able to really do this before. And I'm really looking forward to it because it's been six years. It would be nice to show you what these cities look like. So swing on by patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-R for more info. Thank you guys, and we'll see you next week with a brand new episode.